The Daily Rios, episode 382, catching up on Arrow, season 2. Hey everyone, this is your host Peter. Hope you're having a good start to your week. This is actually part two of my episodes on Arrow Season 2. Previous episodes include episode 323, which is Season 1, Part 1, episode 337, Season 1, Part 2, and episode 358, which is Part 1 of Season 2. At the end of 358, I commented that I assumed that the rest of Season 2 would be one giant story. But I also said that if there was a break, I would use that to stop and take stock of the season so far. And that's what I'm doing with this episode. This episode will only cover episodes 10 through 13 of Season 2, mostly because these episodes felt like a mini-storyline between the winter break from the first nine episodes and the remaining 10 episodes, which will wrap up the season. It felt like a good place to pause and do an episode, even though I'm only talking about four Arrow episodes. Uh, You know, since I'm doing this catch-up series of podcasts to get back into the Daily Rios, uh, you know, I thought, you know, it's kind of nice. Let's just talk about these four episodes. It makes sense. They are a mini story arc and... um, You know, I can bang out a quick episode here. Now, the larger story points that were introduced at the start of this season, just to give you an idea of where we are, have to do with the discovery that, well, discovery for the viewers anyway, that Slade Wilson, Deathstroke, is in the present and is the mastermind behind the new big bad of this season called Brother Blood or Sebastian Blood. Uh, who is not only causing trouble in the Arrowverse as the scary costumed Brother Blood, but, you know, sometimes with Arrow, sometimes with Laurel, but is also potential trouble for Starling City and Ollie and the Queen family in his civilian guise as Brother uh, Sebastian Blood is running for mayor. All of it a ploy by Slade to go after Ollie and his loved ones. With these four episodes, this little mini-story, we continue all of that. We touch on some collateral damage from early Season 2, from the conflict between Brother Blood and um, Arrow, in the form of Roy Harper, who has gained powers uh, unknowingly by Slade, and by Brother Blood's use of the Mirakuru drug, which which has now made its way to the present. The other thing that's going on is Mora gets thrown into the mayoral race, which means now she's in Slade's crosshairs. And these episodes bring Sarah, Sarah Lance, fully out of the closet in more ways than one, as she's revealed to the rest of her family finally, and she's brought out of the shadows, she's brought out of hiding by the heir to the demon. So let's just go through the episodes all four. Uh, I'll hit some big uh, overview ideas, some some takeaways on story points, uh, anything that might connect to the larger DC universe in terms of uh, in terms of the comics and and where these um, elements may come from. Um, nothing especially earth shattering in these episodes, but I still enjoyed them. So let's start it off. 
Episode 10 is called Blast Radius. It's been five weeks since the Particle Accelerator Blast. That is part of Barry Allen's origin, which we saw in Episode 9. Felicity has been away visiting Barry. Uh, Ollie is running around Starling City, searching for Brother Blood, trying to stop an army of powered Miraclo men. Meanwhile, Laurel is digging into Brother Blood's past, digging into Sebastian Blood's past, I should say, uh, sometimes trying to acquire the help of her, of her father, uh, although he feels this could be detrimental to her state, considering he feels that she's slipping into some form of addiction and that maybe this isn't the best for her. There's a bomber in town causing all kinds of trouble. Uh, he's called Shrapnel. And he is known as Mark Schaefer in the or Mark Schaefer in the um, in his civilian guise. Uh, and if you know this character, uh, Shrapnel is from the '80s Doom Patrol series when it was being drawn by Eric Larson. Now he doesn't look the same, but you know they're using they're using the name, the code name, and the identity. Now, since Sebastian Blood is running for mayor of Starling City, this is something that's been going on since the beginning of season two. There's a unity rally, um, a very public unity rally that Shrapnel has targeted. Arrow tries to warn Blood about this, about doing this, but the rally goes off anyway. And ultimately, by using Shrapnel, by using this unity rally, the show... Uh, uses this last climactic scene as a way to push everyone's story for the remainder of these, well, for the remainder of these episodes and probably for the rest of the season as well. Um, It sets up uh, Blood's campaign to be mayor. Uh, It puts Arrow and Blood at odds. It puts Ollie and Sebastian on the same page, not quite as friends, but um, as people who want to do good for Starling Starling City. Uh, Laurel finds a way to discover some of Sebastian Blood's past. We get a little conflict between Ollie and Felicity. And uh, Roy's powers, when the rally is attacked, are finally discovered by Thea when he saves her mother. So that secret is definitely out in the open now, finally, thankfully. The thing I said about Ollie and Felicity being at at odds, um, she's a little bit reckless. Her head isn't quite in the game when they're trying to hunt down shrapnel. Some of it Diggle thinks might be because of what happened to Barry. A lot of it has to do with what's going on between Ollie and Felicity in terms of these feelings that are starting to grow. Nothing is said sort of outright about it, but you can see it's coming. They may not know it, but there's definite interest uh, in in the two of them becoming um, a romantic couple. You can just see it between them. And then the whole thing ends, as I said, Laurel is trying to find out all about Sebastian's past. It ends with her visiting his mother, named Maya. She finds out that Sebastian killed his father, and that's straight out of the comics. If you know Brother Blood's origin story, the son kills the father, takes over the identity, then the next son kills that father. So in the comics, uh, Brother Blood is is believed to be alive for something like seven centuries or something like that, or seven generations. So um, although it feels like he's immortal, it turns out it's just because the young son will kill the older father and take its place. Um, Interestingly enough, there's this whole concept of brother blood being 
um, bathed in the blood of his enemies. And it kind of has a ring, you know, it kind of has that Lazarus pit kind of feel to it. Um, this, obviously, they're not doing this with Arrow. They're not using that whole blood pit. But it just hit me right now how, the, how those two char- characters, Brother Blood, Ra's al Ghul, both have elements of this um, hierarchy, both have elements of legacy and, and this um, uh, disciples and, and, and also this pit thing. So that's kind of interesting. Anyway, in the flashbacks for this episode, uh, Slade is slowly changing. He has the drug inside of him. Ollie wants to tell him the truth about who killed Shadow and why, because Slade has feelings for Shadow, or had feelings. Um, but Sarah says, don't. Um, she knows th- that, that this is, this is going to go bad. Ivo is coming for them in the flashback, um, and he's coming for the drug, which Slade disappears with. So there's, you know, that's, that's what's going on in the flashbacks. All right, then we get to episode 11, which is called Blind Spot. This is an episode that helps to throw off uh, what is really going on with Brother Blood. It's to throw Laurel off, I should say. Um, she learned some information that she wasn't expecting. And um, I even wrote a note here that it kind of feels like this could bring Laurel a little bit closer to being a vigilante. I, you know, I have to, I have some ideas about how that will actually happen, but that's for a later podcast. Ultimately, what happens is that in her manic search to find out the truth, she gets discredited in the eyes of her father and in Ollie, and all of it is Slade's plan. I mean, this is everything he wants to do to Ollie and his loved ones. It's an episode about blind spots, hence the title. You know, the one Ollie has for Laurel, the one Laurel, ha- Laurel has for herself, the one Sarah has for Ivo in the flashbacks, um, Slade's literal blind eye, <laughs> um, Roy's blind eye to his own situation, and whether or not he can control his emotions while his body is changing. Um, and this was the episode, I also wrote this note, where I said, where did Summer Glau go to? What happened to her character and why was that subplot eliminated? I'm glad it was eliminated, but it's very strange that we haven't seen her. What happens with Laurel in this episode is that she finally manages to get Arrow to go with her to try to discover some information about blood, but Slade is ahead of them and he steals that information. Um, when there is a confrontation between... Laurel and the costumed Brother Blood uh, and Arrow. Um, It wraps up with the unmasking of Brother Blood, but it's a whole different character. It's this cop character named Dealey in a blood mask, um, which makes Laurel just doubt everything that that she was thinking up to this point. It also puts Arrow off the scent as well. you know, she she's actually right, but an arrow to this point has no idea what's going on, I and mean, he's a little bit blind about it. Um, but with with the unmasking being the wrong person, it means that Arrow now once again has to go on the trail to figure out who is Brother Blood, even though he's being chummy with him in his civilian guise as Sebastian Blood. Meanwhile, this whole revelation uh, totally backfires on Laurel. It gets her fired from the DA's office. Uh, I have to imagine Ollie won't trust her, her father won't trust her, and it's just putting her on a downward spiral. 
the little bit of Blood's origin that we got at the beginning of this episode when he visits his mother and then eventually kills her um, is that he's Spanish. Her, his mother, at least, is Spanish, and he speaks Spanish as well. So I thought that was a nice little touch. You know, I, I, I always like that um, that it doesn't always have to be... The default for characters don't always have to be white. They don't always have to be black. You know, there's Asian, Spanish, Indian, you know, and uh, here is a way to... Uh, just sneak that in and uh, give his character a little bit more flavor. So I appreciated that. And then by the end of this episode, uh, there's been some stuff going on with Roy. Um, he tells Sin, the character of Sin, his friend, about his powers, and they go and try to track this serial rapist, but Roy loses control because nobody can control this drug. And um, that means that uh, it puts Roy... Uh, on a path to um, be met by Arrow, who is concerned about his powers and concerned about his mental state. And this is something that will continue with the next episode, which is episode 12 called Tremors. And this was, I thought this was a good episode. We really get some story pieces that are being pushed forward. Things like um, Mora is now being brought into the race to be mayor. Uh, Roy finally joins Team Arrow, which you know I just mentioned. Um, we bring Sarah out in the open, and um, we get a small hint of the formation of the Suicide Squad. So in this episode, Ben Turner, the Bronze Tiger, who we've seen before, is freed from prison, and he's hired by a, by a man named Milo Armitage to acquire a device that could kill thousands. Uh, Milo is from the comics. That device is a prototype Markov device, which demolished the Glades at the end of Season 1. You don't really need to go too far into the background of, of all of that. Ultimately, it's a way to uh, give Roy a little bit of a story because Ollie brings Roy into this little adventure, but Roy isn't stable. You know, this Ollie jumped the gun on this. He shouldn't have brought him in. Um, and it causes some strife, and Roy makes some mistakes, and he... Even though he's being trained by Ollie, he's, he, he, he doesn't have the focus. He doesn't have the command of his abilities yet. And by the end of the episode, it takes Ollie revealing his identity to Roy, his true identity, to get Roy to finally buckle down and concentrate. And they eventually destroy the Markov device. Um, and Roy, at least I hope, is finally on a path. Not only does he join Team Arrow, but maybe this will be... Um, we won't get this constant strife about him using his powers. I'm sort of done with that by now. Really, I just want him to suit up and become um, whoever it is he becomes in this series. I don't even know if he's like... I know he's not speedy, so he must either be Red Arrow or maybe he's Arsenal. I forget. I mentioned that Mora is brought into the mayor race. He, she's brought in by Walter and another gentleman. They want her to run against Blood as mayor which she agrees with, um, but she has secrets. She has secrets, uh, the secret about Thea and uh, Thea's true father. And there's a, apparently there's an OB that knows the truth as well. And, and you get this feeling that she wants that doctor killed. And you're kind of like, whoa, slow down there, Mora. <laughs> um, Lance is trying to connect with Laurel. He tries to take her to an AA meeting. She's on a slow 
you know, downward, downward spiral. She can't get hired. She's about to be disbarred. Um, and the only thing that Ollie can think of to try to bring her back is to tell Sarah about her. But again, Sarah's still in hiding at this point. Lance knows she's alive, but none of her other family do. So uh, that's a little subplot there. Um, in the flashback, uh, we get Slade going after Ivo. Um, he's really out of control. And Ollie manages to calm Slade down by trying to evoke the love that Slade has for Shadow. And you get the feeling that that's how this Miraclo, this Mirakuru uh, drug, this is how it's going to be defeated, through the emotion of love. Um, and it's something Sarah says. Love is the most powerful emotion. I imagine that's going to play out down the road. And then at the end, we get a visit in jail, um, a visit with uh, Ben Turner by Amanda Waller. And she's forming a she's forming a squad. She says she's forming a squad. So, yeah, Suicide Squad coming up. And then finally, we get to episode 13, Heir to the Demon. This is the wrap-up of the Sarah story. It finally brings her out of the closet, as I said, in more ways than one. Um, she's brought out of the shadows of secrecy uh, from her family so that they all now know that she's alive. Uh, it brings her fully into the present Arrow universe. Um, and it's also a major kickoff of all the hints up to now of Ra's al Ghul and the League, all these little elements that we've been seeing since season one. But now where I thought the heir to the demon would be Talia, it's actually a pretty badass woman named uh, Nisa, or not, yeah, Nisa, who turns out to be Sarah's ex-lover. So she wants Sarah back for multiple reasons, um, not only for the loyalty to the League and to Ra's al Ghul, but for um, their love as well. There was one point where Sarah felt like she was all prepped for Nisa to kill her. It was. It almost felt like a death wish of sorts. Um, you know, Sarah would rather kill herself than go back to the league, and um, that is something that happens in the climax of the episode. But of course, Ollie is there to rescue her. She obviously doesn't go back. Uh, Nisa or Nissa. She uh, she sees that Sarah doesn't want that life, and um, you know she says she's free, and we're left to think that all is okay between Sarah and the league. You know to this point, but obviously that's not true either. Um, Moira's camp campaign begins with this episode. We find out that Felicity has been digging in and she realizes that um, she knows what's going on with Mora. She, she actually approaches Mora and says she knows about Thea. And Mora gets way dark, tells Felicity, if you tell Ollie, it'll end your chances with him. She basically threatens her. It's a little bit of a dark turn. I, it kind of took me by surprise, um, especially since Mora wasn't, it wasn't like she was ex truly excited about trying to become mayor. Um, I just think it was uh, something that they just wanted to throw in to give it a little conflict. I mean, she's always known as being someone who, she's a little sneaky. She's had people killed uh, in season one, season two. And uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I get it. It just kind of hit me that she would be that way towards F Felicity, but, you know, it's not to not a total surprise, just a little shocked. And, of course, Felicity, being Felicity, she does tell Ollie, and he is pissed. He is, ooh, when, they, when they're at the campaign announcement for Mora, I mean, he, 
he just lets her have it in a in a subtle way, um, and then and then basically says, you know, that's it between us. It's it's a great scene. It's nice that that secret is now out in the open. It's a lot of secrets, right? Again, if people would just talk to each other. Um, turns out that Laurel wasn't was a victim um, of Nisa from for her addictions. It wasn't truly her own fault. She had venom in her system, not not drugs. And it, it was a ploy to bring Sarah out in the open. And then eventually, so at the end of the episode, when the Lance family, including Laurel's mother, realize that Sarah's alive, uh, Laurel is there to witness it. And um, she's not happy. She's not happy about Sarah's return. She's, she's actually kind of pissed. And she feels that Sarah is the cause of all of their troubles. It's a bit selfish, it's, uh, again, another way to create conflict between these characters. I'm not really a fan of it, but I imagine the writers feel that it's a way to eventually redeem Laurel through Sarah. Um, because, you know, I know that eventually Laurel will become Canary, uh, and, and you have to assume that she did it to take over the role from Sarah because maybe something happens to Sarah later. And it's a way to honor her by taking over the identity and kind of redeeming Laurel uh, for all of her transactions and and finding an outlet for this inner whatever that she has in her. Not not a rage, but um, this inner drive to do good. So at this point, you know, I really like Sarah. I like her a lot. Maybe it's because I've seen her in uh, DC's uh, Legends of Tomorrow, but... You know, Laurel has felt like a background character. The writers kind of use her as, um, you know, as a little little chess piece to move other stories. Whereas I feel Sarah is a much more committed character. So I'm going to be sad when I lose Sarah for Laurel, I think. But we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. Not to mention, now that Sarah is out in the open... She's making out with Ollie, which is going to spell more trouble. It's going to spell Ollie. It's like, come on, Ollie. That's not smart. First of all, Laurel's going to be pissed. Felicity's going to be pissed. I like that pairing personally. Uh, you know, Arrow should always be with a canary. And if it's not Laurel, hey, I'm fine with Sarah. But, you know, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and then also uh, because now that Mora is in the mix to be mayor, uh, Slade tells Blood that he's going to take care of her. And if you saw the big Invasion crossover series between Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, they more or less just really, well, I mean, it was so obvious that they gave away the big spoiler um, with Mora and Slade and Arrow. And I knew something was going to happen, but I didn't know what. So, um, you know, when we get to it, it's not going to be as much of a surprise. So that's season two so far. That's season two up to episode uh, 13. I think it's still interesting. It's still moving nicely. It's a nice sequel to season one. Nothing nothing feels like too much of a swerve. Um, I mentioned this before. I think I have to assume that the addition of all these Batman universe element stuff could feel to some people like the series is stealing too much from the Batman universe and that it doesn't belong in the Arrowverse. And that's that's the part that makes this series go to the left. <laughs> um, if that's a criticism some people have for not watching the show, you know what? I get it. But for me, 
I don't know. It's a it's just a new continuity. It's a new canon to introduce these elements to viewers that may remember these elements from the Nolan Batman movies. Maybe it's a way to get them to watch this show, uh, you know, since it has some of the same themes and some of the same characters. But it's not Batman. It's a, it's a guy who shoots arrows. So you got to give him something to watch, right? I don't know. It kind of makes sense. I, I get both sides. I'm enjoying it, like I said. Uh, I especially like that I get to watch these consecutively. Um, all the fat is cut out. The weight is cut out, uh, which is the reason why I did this episode, because I felt like these four episodes felt like this little mini story, you know, it had a climax, a resolution, a development, you know, I didn't have to wait week to week. And now I'm really curious to see <clears throat> where the rest of the season goes. So, um, if you're not watching Arrow, if, if you're watching Flash and you're watching Supergirl, but you're someone that's like, ah, I don't want to go back to Arrow. I think you should. I, I really do. I, I kind of feel like, not that you need Arrow, but this is the beginning of this universe. Much in the same way that Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie, is the beginning to the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I feel like Iron Man is the most, um, I feel like it's the, the, the purest movie of all of those all of those movies. Um, Arrow is kind of similar. It's not the purest. I think Flash is really the one that um, kind of stole the flagship from from Arrow in a bit. But I had problems with, you know, I had problems with uh, this last season of Flash and a couple seasons of Flash. So Arrow, though, you know, for now, I'm digging it. But again, I'm in season two. They're getting ready to do season six. And I know people had problems with, uh, oh, maybe it was season four or season five or both. But I'm digging it, and now I get to go back. I get to go back to watch Arrow, one more thing on my list. Uh, and I will put out a part three episode for season two whenever I'm done with the remaining ten episodes. So, All right, that's it for today's episode. Uh, this has been The Daily Rios, episode 382. If you have any comments, you can leave them on the website, thedailyrios.com. You can email me, peter at thedailyrios.com, or you can you know find me on Twitter, Peter J. Rios. Uh, it's been a pleasure to come back and just get all these thoughts out there. There are people listening, which is great. Um, at the very least, it helps me to, um, I can listen to these older Arrow episodes when I'm getting ready to do later watches of it. So it's kind of nice. I can, you know, keep my thoughts in continuity. So, uh, you know, it's like, again, it's my own little digital personal diary, my little, my little digital personal journal. Um, and I like that. All right. That's it for today's episode. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.